Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you had a wonderful weekend with friends and family. And thanks so much for starting another week with us here on the show. Today, we're switching things up, not just a little bit, but a lot. Because, of course, last week I was out at Disneyland, so we got back and let me just tell you, life got hectic and life got busy, which you're going to hear about on today's different show. So today I'm bringing you the Mike in the Midwest episode from this past week, which our patrons get each and every week. Our patrons get the bonus show Mike in the Midwest, which usually consists of three main parts. It's usually started off by me talking about what's going on behind the scenes here at the Be Our Guest podcast, what's going on personally in my life and things happening around St. Louis here and what we're doing with the family. And then we go over feedback from our listeners, from our patrons from the previous show to kind of share some of their memories on the topic of the day, whether it's visiting airports as a child or, uh, you know, technology from the past games we played in the 80s, things like that, old sodas and stuff like that. And then we have a topic for the show for the week, which is today I'm talking about the things that did not get covered on Friday's podcast with Scott from the Disneyland trip. So all the stuff that I left out, I went through my pictures from the Disneyland trip and talked about a few more stories that I didn't get to cover on the other shows, the, the live call-in show on that set, uh, Sunday night, and then the Friday show with Scott. So this is going to be the last you're going to hear of the Disneyland trip. I know you're probably sick of it by now. And this is what our patrons heard this past Tuesday. So they heard this show about six days ago, but this is kind of what Mike in the Midwest is like, but the topics are usually stuff from my past, also kind of growing up here in the Midwest, what it's like. But this is just little insider stuff from my trip that I share with our patrons right away. And so I hope you enjoy this because uh, it was going to be a regular trip report. We had a last minute cancellation. And with the time crunch, with getting back from vacation, I didn't have a chance to reschedule with another listener. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. And as always, thank you so much for your support. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. You're listening to Mike in the Midwest, an exclusive mini podcast for the patrons of the Be Our Guest podcast. Sit back and relax as Mike shares his stories of growing up here in the Midwest. Well, hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Mike in the Midwest, episode 105, the mini podcast for the amazing patrons just like you of the Be Our Guest podcast. How you been? Hope you're having a great week and you got to have a fun 4th of July celebration for all the folks here in the United States of America and everybody up north. Hope you had a wonderful Canada Day. And for everybody who's tuned in outside of those two countries, just hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful summer. Or if you're down under, wonderful winter. So I just hope you're having a great time and I appreciate you being a patron of the Be Our Guest podcast. Thank you so much for your support. The podcast is doing well, and it's because of supporters just like you. Our podcast is definitely a community, and it is all together that we get things done and create friendships all around the world, and I thank you so much for your support. So we're here. We're back from California, and I'll tell you what. The moment I knew we were back, and we'll get into some of the other stories, but one of the moments I knew I was back was last night after we had recorded two podcasts, which you're going to hear Wednesday 
and Friday of this week. And I'm telling you what, we have some great podcasts headed your way this week. Wednesday, it's it's not Lister Questions. We mixed it up this week because Pam just returned from sailing on the very first sailing of the Disney Wish. So we recorded that one. So that's coming your way on Wednesday, and she talks about everything on the Wish. She's going to talk about what all the stateroom categories are like, because, of course, she got the tour, not just her stateroom, but some of the other staterooms, because uh, it was kind of a preview-type cruise. She talks about, while the adult dining uh, locations were not open for the sailing, she got to tour them and speak to the chefs. So we talk adult dining. We talk about the rotational dining, which she got to dine in all three dining rooms. She talks about the Marvel dining experience, the frozen dining room. (laughs) It's not frozen, but, you know, it's frozen themed. There's a show in both of those two dining rooms. She talks about the 1923 dining experience, the Marceline, um, which is basically like uh, not topsiders. That's on one of the magic or the wonder. Uh, What's it called? Cabanas, the, the quick grab buffet thing up top. Uh, She talks about the children's clubs. You know, you slide right into the children's clubs. How awesome is that? Vibe, edge for the preteens and the teens. She talks about the adult areas. I mean, if you are ever curious about the wish, Scott and I were on with her and we were looking at dates immediately while we were recording this podcast because we can't wait till next July for the podcast cruise. Now, don't forget, we are sailing on the wish all together as a podcast family. And I know some of you are joining us already. And that is awesome. But if you haven't decided yet, this ship is incredible. And it's going to be so much fun. We're going to do a podcast live from the ship. We're going to have special events just for listeners of the show. It's July 3rd to the 7th. So if you'd like to sail on this wonderful ship, sail with us. Just let me know and we'll get you a quote and see if you can sail with us. Because I love meeting our listeners. And it's just awesome hanging out for four nights, five days on a space like this. It's just incredible because you get to have meals. We all dine together. We go to shows together. It's just so much fun. So anyway, that's coming your way on Wednesday. And then on Friday, Scott and I get together and kind of do a more of a sit-down sequential review of our trip from the beginning to the end. We talk about the Disneyland Hotel, about the rooms, about the pool, about dining experiences, about uh, comparison with, you know, first thoughts of my going into Disneyland and comparing that to world, uh, attractions, uh, shows that we saw, stuff like that. So I think you're going to really enjoy this week's shows. I really hope you do because we put some time into these. And I, I really just, I want to always give you a, a virtual vacation when you take the time to listen to the podcast. Yeah, this, this is what happens for me when I get on the treadmill every morning at 530. I put on a show and it's always a good friend in my ear, whether it's, uh, you know, Matt and Kevin over at the 3028. It's Leo Laporte with the tech guy or This Week in Tech or what have you, you know, Mac Break Weekly or some other retro podcast I listen to, Rob O'Hara, whatever it is. It's always like checking in with a friend. You know, it's like, oh, what's this guy up to? What's this this friend of mine up to? What's this uh, this crew? You know, because some shows have four or five people. What are they up to this week? I haven't heard about that. You know, I don't know what's going on in their world here over the last couple of weeks. What are they what have they been doing? What are we talking about today? What wild topic are we going to hear about? And that's what I love about podcasting. And I hope that's what you like about this little mini show, which is really a show about nothing. Um, it's just some bonus content because I hope when you support through Patreon, you know that you're supporting the BR Guest Podcast. You're not supporting Mike in the Midwest. It's just my kind of thank you and a little incentive to say thanks for the support. I want to give you a little something extra. So today, in just a minute, I'm going to give you just a, a few other Disneyland stories that didn't make the big show. So those are going to come your way. But um, let me hit what's been going on since we got back from Disneyland. I, I mentioned when I knew I was back from Disneyland was when I finished recording the two shows. 
yesterday on Monday. Of course, I had to make my Taco Bell run because I always eat Taco Bell on Mondays after recording the podcast. And here in St. Louis, I've had the top down and the doors off of the Jeep. So I just jump into the Jeep, no doors, no top. So, of course, no air conditioning. And as I'm sitting in the drive through I text Scott and Wade a picture of my dash. And the temperature is 99 degrees as I'm sitting in this long drive through line. And so they're both, you know, he, Wade was out in the mountains somewhere like in Colorado. Beautiful pictures he was sending back. I was so jealous. Scott's up in Michigan, you know, not nearly as hot. And they're like, whew, that's hot. So as I'm sitting there, long line, it hits 100. So I got to take another picture. Take another picture. It's 100 degrees now. Look, it's so hot. It's triple digits. By the time I got my food, I sent a third picture. It was 103 degrees sitting in my Jeep waiting for my food. That is when... I knew I was no longer at Disneyland. I was no longer in that beautiful Southern California climate, and I was back home. Now, there were a couple other things that have happened since we got back. Let me just tell you how you know. And I, tell me if this, because I love your feedback. We're going to get to your feedback from the, the airport uh, 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 show that I did before I left town. We're going to hit the feedback, and I always hit the feedback. So please do come over to patreon.com slash podcast. And this is a, definitely a topic for feedback for next week. Have you ever gotten back from your vacation, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, a cruise, and it feels like the world's falling apart as soon as you walk in the door? Like everything was so fun on your cruise, right, or on your on your vacation. You were just having the greatest time, and then you get back, you're going to ease back into life, right? You're going to take it easy. you got to get back to work, but you're going to ease back in. It's not going to be that big a deal. You're just going to take it easy, get back in, and settle in. Okay. So we get home, and, uh, you know, we kind of did. We eased back in for the first few hours. But then the next day we realized I came in from a walk with the dog, with Riley. And I realized that it's, it's like kind of warm in the house. So I go to turn the air conditioner down, you know, to make it cooler in the house, set the temperature down. I realized it's not cooling anymore. So that whole day we realized that the, the air conditioner was just kind of humming, but there was no cold air coming out. So we thought our air conditioner had gone out. So if you were with us on Sunday night, when we recorded the live show, the air conditioner had not been on for about, eh, say, about 10 hours, and our house was about 90-some degrees. It was smoking hot and uh, kind of on a Hail Mary. And thanks to Adam in Michigan, who is an HVAC guy, owns an HVAC company, who was emailing me back and forth with tips, tips, tips. We threw a Hail Mary, went and got a new filter up at Target at like 10 o'clock at night on Sunday night. Threw that in. Even though we thought the old one had been changed, it had not. It was super dirty. That fixed the problem. The temperature started dropping immediately. I am now chilling in a cool house and did not have to buy a new air conditioner, at least not yet. So bonus there. So tragedy averted there. Now, at the same time we started the live show, at almost the exact moment that we went on the air for the live show on Sunday night. Now, again, we just got back late Saturday night. So this was within 24 hours of getting home. Paige had been home over the weekend because she had to move all of her stuff out of Columbia, her apartment in Columbia, Missouri, because now she's living in Chicago, where she's now working for the University of Illinois, Chicago. She's the director of basketball operations up there. She took a new job, so she had to move her stuff from Columbia. Finally, her lease ran out. Take all of her stuff. Half of the stuff is behind me. She's got a big mess here. It's bugging me, but I have this screen so you don't see the mess. Anyhow. She is then, she leaves at about three o'clock on Sunday afternoon to drive to Chicago because she's got to work Sunday, Monday morning. Well, right about the time we go on the air at six o'clock, our time here in St. Louis, she calls and she has a flat tire, 130 miles outside of Chicago, which is still about 200 miles, 180 miles or 200 miles 
from our house. So we can't get there to help her out. It would take us a couple, at least two hours or so, two and a half hours to get to her. But she's not even that close to Chicago either. She's almost like midway between where she needs to be and us. So we're like, great. And she has a, she bought a new car about three years ago. She has a decent, you know, little Chevy car, you know, kind of an economy car. We find out this car did not come with a spare tire either, which I have not heard of that. I mean, my Jeep has a big old honking spare tire mounted right to the back of it. I've never heard of a car without a spare tire, but I'm old. I guess they always came with spare tires. Apparently they do not anymore. So she's on the side of the highway, Interstate 55, headed north. Doesn't know what to do. Doesn't have a spare tire. She has full insurance, so we, you know, get a hold of State Farm. Nobody's coming to get her. It's a Sunday evening. She's panicked. We call a friend of the show, Mark Yerkes, who's a patron of the show. Shout out to Mark. And I'm going to use his idea for a show next week, so stay tuned for that. But he gives us, like, the, the lay of the land. Like, she's close to this county. She's close to this police precinct. Long story short, we call the police in Bloomington Normal. They come get her. They tow her car. She spends the night in Bloomington Normal in a, in a, a, a hotel. Her tire gets fixed in the morning, and she is safely back in Chicago. So, but all this stuff starts happening within 24 hours of getting home from vacation. And, and okay, we have Riley the dog. I talk about Riley many times. My buddy, it's Paige's dog, but now she's my dog because she's been with me so long because Paige can't take her to Chicago because she doesn't have a place for her right now. And we have developed a friendship, Riley and I. Well, Riley had to go to a place called the Yuppie Puppy while we were at Disneyland because we had nobody to keep her. We asked a thousand people to come stay at our house or could she come hang out at your house? Everybody was gone because of the, you know, it was over the 4th of July. Everybody was on vacation. Everybody was busy. Nobody was going to be available for that week. So we found that, you know, a decent, really nice place. We thought we very much overpaid for this place here near our house called the Yuppie Puppy. I paid $5 extra to get her a barbecue plate on the 4th of July because I felt guilty. And I paid extra for her to get an extra walk every day. Anyway, we take her there. She, I guess she has a good time to give her like a report card. They said she was a great kid, a great dog. It's like I'm thinking of her as a kid. Anyway, she gets home. She's coughing and hacking and doing all this stuff. She's got something called kennel cough, and she's got a urinary tract infection. So we had to take her to the, to the vet on Monday. She's now taking two pills. Dude. Going on vacation, I need to get back to Disneyland. Everything was chill and awesome out there, but everything's kind of falling apart. But I mean, I've come back. I've got to do the show. I'm fine. I'm blessed. I got to do all this stuff. But have you ever had that happen? Like, everything was falling apart within 24 hours getting home. I just wanted to go back to Disneyland. It was, it was crazy. It was hitting my wife and I just, like, left and right. Like, pshh, pshh, pshh. Like, guess what? You're not on vacation anymore. The real world, it's fighting you. But uh, we're fine. But I just want to know, has, give me a story. Give me some feedback. Has that happened to you? Because I feel like it usually doesn't happen that hard, but it's hit. Anyway, so let's hit the feedback from last week's show so I can jump into a few stories that I didn't get to on the shows this week. Uh, last week, we talked about, you know, my love of uh, going to the airport as a kid, Lambert St. Louis International Airport, and how fancy it was. Never really flew out of there except for one time, but I love taking my grandparents there and how fun it was. My dad would take me there. I think, and I swear that there was a shootout in the parking garage. I have not still confirmed that with my dad, but I still think that happened. But I think he took me there to play pinball with his, with his buddy Darwin. Uh, Len out in Maryland says, hey, Mike, I've always loved watching commercial airliners. For the past 30 years, I live within a mile of the perimeter fence at BWI, a big southwest hub. 
I ride on a bike path that goes all the way around BWI, a total of 11 miles. There are times when on a bike ride, I have had 747s landing and taking off directly over my head. That'd be a dream. I'd love to see. God, I love watching airplanes. Back at Lambert, when I was in high school, I used to drive an MGB convertible. And back before 9-11, they had a, a public uh, viewing area. They had like a little parking lot where you could park right at the end of the runway and watch the planes come in and out. They paved over that. They added a second runway. It's gone. There's nowhere like that anymore. But, man, I would have loved that. Anyway, back to Len's comments. When in high school, my girlfriend's uncle worked in the tower of Flint, Michigan's airport. When he was alone on the midnight shift, he would invite us up to the tower. He even let me give directions to an inbound flight. He told me exactly what I had to say and then opened the mic to let me give the instructions. It was a blast looking out over the airport and watching the radar displays, ATC simulations, flight simulators, and rail simulators are my favorite genre of games. That's that's very awesome, Len, and that's quite scary that you got to give the the, the uh, message to the inbound plane. I love it, though. I mean, as long as you, you were supervised and you did it exactly right, well done. And I do love simulators. I wish I had more time for that. I think when I retire... I'm going to really get into like flight sims and stuff like that. Plus, I don't have a computer. What I've learned about flight simulators is that you have to have a very, very powerful computer. And right now I have a computer that is only powerful enough to do a podcast, which is fine. That's what I do. Trisha Helwig up in Wisconsin. Thanks for being a patron, Trisha. Good to hear from you. Says, Mike, you forgot to mention you have friends in Wisconsin and an open invitation for tailgating and a Brewers game. I'm going to take you up on that. I'll tell you what. Thank God the Brewers are terrible this year because my Cardinals are struggling. I don't know who's going to win the National League Central, but it's going to be a struggle crawl to the finish line. We are both a mess, but one of us has to win the division. <laughs> I just don't know who it's going to be. It's a mess this year. Anyway, she continues, I've always flown, so as a kid, the only time I'd be around an airport is if I was flying. However, when I was in college, I discovered the jet room at the Dane County Airport. You can have a meal and watch planes take off and land. That's You know what? That just brought back another memory to me. I, this is why I love this show. So at our airport in high school, there was a restaurant that, that was the fancy restaurant to go to after or before dances that we went to many times. And this was in St. Louis, again, at the St. Louis Lambert International Airport. It was called the 94th Aero Squadron. It was probably very similar to your jet room. And what it was, it was kind of an expensive, like, steakhouse kind of. It, it was, it felt like a bunker, almost like if you've seen the movie um, uh, The Right Stuff. It, it wasn't exactly like the bar there that all the, the test pilots hung out at, but kind of that feel. But it was like a steakhouse. But the, the, the deal was, at the tables, there were windows where you could see out to the runways, and they had headphones at every booth. And if you put on the headphones, you could listen to the air traffic control tower. Now, that's gone, too, because, again, they, they expanded the airport, added a second runway, and paved over that, too. God, brutal. I love that restaurant. I would eat there still now today if it was still there. Thanks, Trisha, for bringing back a great memory. Dennis Keithley, my buddy down in Texas, where I was just there. By the way, Whataburger rules. I just had my first Whataburger down in Love Field. Holy smokes, that was good. Because I, I said when we landed... I told Pam, because it was lunchtime, I said, I hope this airport has a Whataburger, because I know that's like a Texas thing, and we've never had it, and I want to try it. And so we got off the plane at the gate, turned left, and there was like a food court area, and first thing we saw was Chick-fil-A. Mallory's like, yay, Chick-fil-A. I'm like, we have a Chick-fil-A across the street. I don't want Chick-fil-A. 
And then there was a Moe's. Mallory kind of wanted Moe's. And I saw the Whataburger sign. I was like, nope, we're getting Whataburger. And it was amazing. Had the double Whataburger sandwich and the fries were great. And then I had the spicy ketchup. Holy cow, was that awesome. You Texans know how to make hamburgers. It was so good. Okay, Dennis says, I've, I always was a little in awe of Lambert when I was a kid. It was synonymous with TWA. Disney World was our annual summer vacation, and for years, we always drove there. Then one year, my parents decided to fly instead. So my first flight was out of Lambert to Orlando for a Disney vacation. I remember being a little afraid of flying and not reacting well to turbulence. (laughs) Been there, Dennis. I'm over it now, but I'm with you. Whenever I fly into Lambert now, I'm a little disappointed about how empty it seems now by comparison. It's getting better, Dennis. They actually had the moving walkways going there in the in Terminal 2, kind of down closer to Terminal 1 this past time because we got like the parking spot on the very end coming home this last time. But yeah, I agree. It's not like it was in its heyday, like with TWA. But it's it's getting better. They're trying. Uh, continuing on with Dennis's comment. Also, welcome back from Disneyland. It looks like you had a great time, and I hope you enjoyed what I also hope was a brief stay at Love Field here in the Dallas area. It isn't a big airport, but it has grown a lot over the past 20 years and gets the job done. Yeah, I didn't get to explore very much. We just got down to the food court, but I did see the Dallas Cowboys like lounge where there were people in there watching the Astros game. And I want to hang out in there, but we didn't have a lot of time. So I just it was busy. We were there at like over lunchtime. So we grabbed our water burger, got a table. Man, I just destroyed that thing. Mallory had two chicken tenders left over. I destroyed those. I ate all her fries. Man, I would fly back to Dallas Love Field just to go to that Whataburger. It was so good. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate you. Jennifer Perry, thank you so much for being here for the comments and for being a patron. I appreciate you very much. Hey, Mike, hope you had a fabulous Disneyland trip. I did. I just caught up on the Mike in the Midwest episodes from June. You said it was okay to give feedback on back episodes, so here goes. Being from central Illinois, I grew up watching WGN out of Chicago. The Bozo Show was on every mor- it was an every morning staple at our house. And I, once I was even selected as an at-home player for the Grand Prize game. How cool is that? Uh, let's see. It was weird at the time. Uh, let's see. Entry by snail mail, no computer or text notifications because the prize box arrived at my house several weeks before the episode aired as a grade school kid. This stunned me. My player only made it (laughs) into a couple of buckets. So no grand prize bike, but I did get some pretty cool toys. I love that. The grand prize game. I watch that every morning before I went to school too, down in St. Louis on WGN. I definitely remember the individual cans of pop at the grocery store. Ours was called Big K Soda from Kroger. The grape was my favorite. Again, in St. Louis, it was called Vess. The billion bubble beverage is what it's called here. You mentioned Paige going on a Chicago boat tour. If she's looking for another Chicago activity, I recommend the Untouchables Gangster Bus Tour. My daughter is one of the 1920s era guides. As always, thanks for your walk down memory lane. Thanks. Take care, Jennifer Perry in Bloomington, Illinois, which I think is around where Paige broke down. I will let Paige know. And you know what? We're going to go up and visit her. And I love the idea of doing an Untouchables gangster bus tour. (laughs) That sounds rocking. Thanks, Jennifer. I appreciate you. That sounds great. Okay, so let's hit something because, again, I've already gone long, 21 minutes, and uh, I haven't even got to the topic. So stuff that did not really get touched upon on the shows. We made it to to in and out 
before we even got to Disneyland, we were, we drove. So we flew, I talk about flying into Long Beach. Long Beach is the hack. 26 minutes, no traffic from the time we left the parking lot at Long Beach to the time we pulled into the Disneyland hotel parking lot. It is an easy drive. You drive on the 405. Simple, simple, simple. I will always, if I can, fly into Long Beach. It's a great, cute little airport. But on the way, we decided we got to get in and out. Everybody talks about in and out. So we stopped. We ate at an outdoor table with our hamburgers and fries and our cheese fries. I got a double-double animal style, as everybody recommended. And whoo, it was good. And everybody's asking, what's better, Whataburger or, or uh, in and out And they're both awesome. I cannot even tell you. It, I would I would be so fat if we had both of those here because they were so good. Um, so I'm just trying to hit the stuff. I'm just going through my pictures here, talking about the stuff that we didn't really hit um, on the on the show because you're going to get a show on Thursday. That it, basically, it's just a, it's a Disneyland recap that was immediately upon getting home with Scott and I. It was the Sunday Night Live call-in show, but everybody was asking about Disneyland, so there's a lot of that um, in there. I will say that um, I really enjoyed, we didn't talk about this on the show, downtown Disney at Disneyland is cute and it's, it's efficient. So Disney Springs just has everything at Walt Disney World, right? It's, it's huge. It's got so many restaurants, so many snacks, so much live entertainment. Um, it's just, it's so well done. Like Disney Springs is awesome at Walt Disney World. I enjoy it. I mean, it's got Cirque du Soleil on one end. It's got Goofy's Candy Company on the other end. It's got the gigantic World of Disney store. It, well, you know everything it's got. It's got a air, hot air balloon if you want to ride in that. It's, it's just got so much going on. Well, downtown Disney at Disneyland. So we walked through there many, many times because when you stay at the Disneyland Hotel, you walk to both parks. You walk to Disneyland or California Adventure, but you walk through downtown Disney to get to the theme parks. And that you go through security right there at downtown Disney, and then you're free to go into the parks. And um, it, it's just, it's really got everything you need. It's got a pizza place. Uh, we ate at Tortilla Joe's, which is the Mexican restaurant. We had margarita flights. We had guac with our chips. Uh, we had combo platters. I mean, we had a great, that's how we started before we, that was our first night that we met up with Scott's family. First thing we did, we were hungry. We went into Tortilla Joe's at uh, downtown Disney and it, it was good. We, we loved it. We had a great time and uh, it's, it's really got everything. It's got a place called the Marceline's Confectionery, which is just like the confectionery inside the Magic Kingdom. It's got cake pop, all the stuff you would find in kind of the glass cases, cake pops, Rice Krispie treats, uh, candied apples. I just got a Mickey ice cream sandwich because I was ready to rock. I love those things. Um, and just uh, immediately I was like, I hadn't been in, I hadn't been into a theme park yet, but I was like, yes, this is a good start. Um, I can't wait to post the picture. I'm waiting till Friday till the show comes out where I was standing at the gates looking at, Dis at Disneyland because we didn't have tickets for that very first night. But it was so cool to actually see that floral Mickey in front of the train station and how small it was. But that was the place I'd seen. Like, you've just seen it, like as a Disney fan for decades. But I'd never seen it in person. So I was excited that I knew tomorrow I would get in there. So I'll post that picture. Uh, something I didn't talk about that I really liked was the Jolly Holiday Bakery in, in Disneyland. And I had both uh, breakfast twice there. Both times I had the cinnamon roll 
and I had this breakfast sandwich that had like eggs and, and bacon in it on a croissant, but it also had hollandaise sauce, which I'm a big um, I'm a big fan of eggs Benedict, and so this was a great sandwich for me. So if you ever go there, and the cinnamon roll is rocking too. The Jolly Holiday Bakery, which is basically if you're if you're a Magic Kingdom fan, it sits in the same place that the Crystal Palace would be in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, let's see here. What else can I? I'm just going through the picture stuff that I did not talk about um, on the show. So I want to make sure we had churros. But uh, we'll tell you what. And I wanted to talk about this in big show, but we never got to it. There are churro stands literally everywhere at the Disneyland Resort. I mean, in DCA, in Disneyland, in downtown Disney, you cannot walk five minutes without coming across some kind of a churro stand, which I approve of. Churros are awesome. So I had my fill of churros while I was there. You can get red, white, and blue churros. You can get orange-flavored churros. You can get just regular churros, which I like. Um, churros, churros, churros. So good, and they're, they're plentiful at Disneyland. I will say, and I don't know if I mentioned this too much on the shows, but I should have. It was so emotional getting to see the firehouse and to see Walt's lamp lit up at night. That was special because everybody talked about it. And that's one of the reasons you go, but when you see it in, in person, it does kind of leave like kind of a lump in your throat because Walt was up there and Walt is still in the park to me. You know, his spirit is still there. You know, I didn't make it there until 2022. I wanted to always get there. I don't know why it took me so long. That's the one thing that I've told everybody that I've talked to via email since I've gotten back is the biggest mistake I made with my Disneyland vacation is that I put it off until this this long. I think that, you know, COVID and I, if you think about it, Disneyland was closed for over a year. Think about that. This wonderful, wonderful place that I fell in love with was closed. I mean, the gates were closed for over a year. Nobody got to experience the magical things that Disneyland offers for over a year because of COVID. And I think that kind of kicked me in the butt. Like, Mike, you got to get out there when you get a chance. And I did. And now I look back and I'm like, why didn't I do this in like 2015, 2016? When I started flying, why didn't I make this happen? I had no excuse. I thought I would be disappointed because it was so small. I was everything, but I love I mean, all caps, caps lock. I love Disneyland, everything about it. And I really am. I kept telling Scott this. I kick myself that I didn't get out there when they had the races. Because, I mean, the weather is amazing out there. I mean, sweatshirts in the evenings when you're there over the 4th of July. Are you kidding me? Like, I love being at Walt Disney World. And I'll probably, be, you know, we'll be on a cruise. We'll be on the podcast cruise next 4th of July. That'll be incredible. I mean, talk about two consecutive 4th of Julys that rock. Disneyland and then on the Disney Wish next year. I mean, you can't beat that. I mean, that, that it cannot get any better than those two. But I mean, you know, in the next year, I'll probably be at Epcot again. In that, you can't beat that. But I mean, it's so hot in Florida. Every every place I've ever been on the 4th of July, it's always been like 100 degrees. The weather was so amazing that it just made everything great. So the, the weather is amazing. But then, you know, just that initial getting around Disneyland and getting to ride Small World. You know, things like that. Like, I'd seen that on specials, and I'd heard, and again, a shout-out to people like the Parrish Brothers, Matt and Nate, who, you know, maybe 10, 12, 15 years ago put so much time into Wedway Radio and all the research they did on the Disneyland 
stories, you know, doing these 1.0 versions of Main Street USA, talking about the stores that used to be there and what they have become. And, you know, all these basically audio oral histories of Disneyland that I that I listened to more than once. And they're so well done. And it made my vacation to Disneyland, my first experience with Disneyland, very much more special because, you know, I, I had some background knowledge. I had history, you know, the magic shop. When I saw that, I was like, oh, man, I remember hearing about that on Wedway. And I know, oh, Steve Martin worked there at one time. So I went into the magic shop and I saw the picture of Steve Martin. It's autographed right there uh, by the counter. So that was very special. Riding the train was emotional. I waited to ride the train until Scott got there because the first day I was just with my family, but I wanted to wait and ride this, ride the train with my buddy, Scott. We'd talked about this. And I mean, I think also not being able to ride the train at the magic kingdom in Florida for so long also made this better because I love riding trains. We hadn't been able to do it either place in forever, but getting to ride Walt's train around Walt's park. How cool is that? I'll just leave it there. How cool is that? Seeing the roasty toasties on the popcorn stands. And if you don't know what that is, uh, it's the little uh, animated men and women that kind of churn the popcorn machines that are special at Disneyland. They're all different as you go to the land. So like as you, as you go to the popcorn stand outside of the Haunted Mansion in New Orleans Square, you'll see a guy that's, that's churning the, the popcorn guy, the popcorn machine, uh, kind of dressed like a Haunted Mansion uh, ghost toast. Uh, very cool. Just the beauty in general of Fantasyland in Disneyland. I mean, there's flowers everywhere. Everything is sparkling. Literally everything in Fantasyland looks like a storybook. And the use of the land is incredible. How they get so many attractions in such a, a dense way that you're on the storybook canal boats. But then, like, you're literally 10 feet away from the Casey Jr. train, which was awesome. We fit all of us into a monkey car. Um, what else going over to DCA? I thought that would be a lesser park while Disneyland has my heart. DCA was an amazing experience. We went over and we watched, um, world of color, which world of color is an amazing show. Do not miss world of color. Also, we got to see the main street electrical parade a few times over at uh, Disneyland. And we did a, um, a dining package, so we got a front row view of that in front of the train station. Scott booked that, so thanks to Scott for that. Um, the nostalgia of the Main Street Electrical Parade took me back to the days when Paige was little and we saw that at the Magic Kingdom. That really had a, a lot of special moments for me. We got to see the 4th of July fireworks from Main Street USA at Disneyland. I mean, what else can I say? How awesome is that? 4th of July, fireworks. Main Street USA, Disneyland, can't beat it. It was awesome. We didn't talk about that in the show. Also, we went to the Griffith Observatory. Didn't talk about this in the show either. Um, pretty cool spot because we took one day away from the parks because we, we ended up going to the Dodgers game. I'd always wanted to go to Chavez Ravine to see the Dodgers Stadium because I'm a big baseball fan. I was the Dodgers and the Rockies. I didn't care that much about the game per se, like who won. I'm not a huge Dodgers fan. Sorry, Jonathan. But I, you know, I, I mean, I, I like the history of the team, but I, I'm a Cardinals fan and I really don't care about the Rockies either, but I wanted to have that experience, eat a Dodger dog, go to the ballpark where Vin Scully had called games for six decades, you know, see that outfield where the mountains are right beyond left, right and center field, see those scoreboards, 
you know, uh, just to, to be in that place where I'd seen it on TV. I'd watched so many games and even more importantly, listen to so many games falling asleep as a kid, because when you're in St. Louis, if you could tune in a West Coast game, they start at 915 here in St. Louis. So as you're drifting off to sleep, the Dodgers and the Padres and the Dodgers and the uh, Giants might be starting a game right as you're drifting off to sleep. So I drift off to sleep with, you know, uh, Vin Scully calling a game and now Rick Monday. You know, it was just one of those things like I got to see that place. It was cool. But before that, we went to Griffith Observatory because we had wanted to obviously we're, we're Midwesterners. We wanted to see that Hollywood sign. And that's a great place to go. Somebody gave us that advice, and I appreciate that very much. We drove up to the top of the big hill there, um, got some pictures uh, of the uh, the Hollywood sign there off in the distance. That was very, very cool. We also got to see where the uh, merry-go-round is that, that Walt got his idea for Disneyland. Unfortunately, it was closed, but we got to see the building. It's behind. And we also went to the place where Walt's barn is in Griffith Park. But that was closed, too, but we got to see where it was behind the fence. And then... Um, that day, uh, Mallory wanted to go to Rodeo Drive. She's a 14-year-old girl, so we did that. I was not impressed because that is just an extravagance uh, place. That, I mean, Mallory loved it. It's just not my job. I don't like to shop, and that's like shopping on steroids. We didn't, of course, buy anything. We went into a couple stores, and I felt totally uncomfortable because um, I don't know if they wanted a blue-collar guy that was in a uh, T-shirt and a sun visor, but we went into a couple stores just to, so Mallory could look around. We didn't get anything. And uh, we went to the Dodgers game and we ate nachos out of a helmet. We ate ice cream out of a helmet. We had Dodger dogs and I wore a Cardinals jersey and I was the only guy in the stadium, I think, that was not wearing blue and white, but it was fun. Uh, let's see, back to Disneyland. Uh, we did the bread tour over at DCA, highly recommended, where you go through and uh, see how they make the, uh, the sourdough bread over in Pacific Wharf and you get a little sample on your way in. You get a couple pieces of bread for free. That was awesome. I ate um, some chili cone queso out of a cone in a cozy cone in Dis in DCA. That was awesome. We did ride Mickey's Fun Wheel, but I did not take a spinning cart. I'm not insane. Scott and his family did. Um, I did not. We ate at Pim's Test Kitchen. Food is really good there. I'm just going through, just trying to hit some highlights here. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, also, uh, let's see here. You got, I mean, we talk about this, but I just got to let you know one more time. You have to be in Cars Land at night. This is the most amazing land. And at night, it is, it is indistinguishable that you're in a physical environment from watching a movie. It is just, it, it's so beautiful. I mean, I still can't believe it is a real land. It is that gorgeous and it is that spot on from the movies. Uh, Radiator Springs does ruin you for Radiator Springs Racers does ruin Test Track. It's that amazing. I still like Test Track, but God, Radiator Springs Racers is just incredible. The story and then the ride itself. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, we got to see some amazing bands marching around Disneyland that really brought the uh, the the park to life. I love seeing that. The College All-Star Bands, the Disneyland Band. Um, New Orleans Square is just incredible. That area, I mean, it was packed every time we were there. We got to eat at Blue Bayou, having the Monte Cristos, Hurricanes, uh, beignets. That's why you go to Disneyland, right? It was awesome. And with your buddy, it's even better. Uh, the pool over at Disneyland Hotel was amazing. There's an E-ticket and a D-ticket. We spent some time over there. We ate at Storytellers, which is a character breakfast over at the Grand Californian. 
Uh, we got to meet Chippendale. We got to meet Mickey Mouse. We got to meet Minnie Mouse. And it was a regular old meet and greet. They came around to the tables. They signed autographs. They took pictures with you. It was like the old days. It was very, very nice. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, just real quick, we got to eat some. Uh, we ate Dole Whips while we were watching the Tiki Bird show in the Tiki Room. That was fun. The Matterhorn is a great ride. We did it three or four times, but it is a painful ride. I call this the Rob Base of uh, of attractions because it's joy and it's pain. It's sunshine and it's rain. Say it with me. So basically, you know, I'm going to be talking about other things that we did. You got to do the teacups at night. Scott suggested that, and he's 100% right. The teacups are open air. There's nothing on top of them. You can see the Matterhorn right there. I mean... I could talk about this for days, but this trip absolutely changed me. Disneyland is amazing. I still love Walt Disney World, and I'm always going to go to Walt Disney World probably three to one over Disneyland, but I am going to go to Disneyland on the regular if I, if I can swing it, if I can make the means happen. And again, maybe I'll have to skip a race weekend here and there, do something to, to kind of balance out the budget. But Disneyland is special. And again, I kick myself for waiting until I'm 48 years old to get out there because I thought when I get out there, I'm going to be bored. Like there's two theme parks, not four, no water parks. There's three hotels on site instead of 22. There's not as many restaurants. It's right there on a street. I'm going to hate this place because it's on a regular. There's an IHOP across the street. How cool can this place be if there's a Taco Bell and an IHOP and a Denny's right next door? You know what? I never noticed. It was magical, just as magical as Walt Disney World, and that shocked me. So anyway, those are my initial... Oh, by the way, you can mobile order ice cream from the Gibson Girl, which is the ice cream place on Main Street, USA. You can't do that at the Plaza at the Magic Kingdom. Mobile order your ice cream right after the fireworks, right after the parade, and eat ice cream cones on Main Street, USA. Are you kidding me? Life was good. All right, give me your feedback. It could be on... Any topic that you want. Have you had your world fall apart when you get home from vacation like we talked about earlier? And what were your thoughts? Your first time you went to Disneyland as a Walt Disney World veteran or if you've never gone, what's holding you back? Is it the same thing that held me back? Are you worried it's going to be too small? Are you worried that when you see that little bitty castle, you're going to be like, oh, why'd I come all this way for that little bitty castle? That little bitty castle was pretty awesome. You can walk through it. It's very cool. Anyway, give me your feedback, and I've missed you guys, and I'm so glad to be back, and I really, really hope that you enjoy the shows this week, and I thank you so much for your friendship. That's the most important thing, and your support of everything we do. So until we get back together again, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. Well, that's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode of Mike in the Midwest. This is, again, what our Patreon supporters get each and every week, just a little inside information from kind of behind the scenes here at the Be Our Guest podcast. As always, don't forget our show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now at this minute to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help support the show. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And again, a sincere thank you to the patrons who heard this show six days ago 
And you have another show coming your way tomorrow. And it's going to be a retro technology show heading your way. Thank you so much for your support on Patreon, uh, Patreon to all of our patrons. And if you'd like to join us and get in on Mike in the Midwest every week, come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.